Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So first I'll share a little bit about um, this trip I've just come back from, <clears throat> got back on uh, Christmas Eve um, and was um, went for the first time to uh, Australia and New Zealand and uh, met communities in uh, Melbourne, sorry, starting with Sydney, Melbourne, and then up to uh, Auckland and Wellington and uh, Christchurch in New Zealand. Mm, and uh, each each place, uh, Jane and I did uh, some a bit of teaching, um, awakening joy, and uh, usually a, a silent uh, day of practice uh, with some theme, and met the um, met the people in the communities there, and uh, uh, saw. Uh, each place, uh, but it's so clear as as wonderful as it is to sightsee. It's uh, what stays with you are people and connections. It's it's clear when when you go traveling, when you when you think back, if you've made some kind of connection with with someone, uh, that's that's what stays with you. And uh, there's so many sincere. Of course, it's a high level of connection when you're meeting Dharma, Dharma friends, uh, and we have that in common. But they're so sincere and appreciative and um, um, interested um, and receptive. And um, it's very moving for me. And uh, other than the dilemma around carbon footprint, um, I uh, was so appreciative and grateful that I had a chance to go. So, you know, given that, I, I figured I, I'd better do something useful for these people if I'm traveling. And uh, we used frequent flyer miles our, ourselves, and uh, and uh, but traveling and uh, using up all of that uh, that carbon. Uh, and uh, I think it was worth it. We can never know. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you two images that uh, that kind of have stayed with me. First is um, in Melbourne. Uh, met uh, met a friend who said, "Oh, I want to share with you." Uh, a picture of um, of somebody new who's come into our community, uh, and this is a picture of Chloe Thomas, who was born eight weeks premature, and who is uh, um, I don't know if yet she is uh, f- full nine months after conception, but this is a picture of when she I think had. Uh, I think maybe uh, just a little bit out of out of the womb, uh, 
And this is evidence that we are born with joy and well-being. So this is Chloe. Not quite nine months, less than nine months. Now, when you look at that, you've got to realize there's goodness in this world. And that we're born, as the, uh, as the Dalai Lama says, the purpose of life is to be happy. Oops. And, and there's your link uh, network trying to intrude. The purpose of life is to be happy. And we were born with this capacity. And so um, this picture has stayed with me a lot. I put it on uh, the Awakening Joy Facebook page. And uh, just reminding us of our true nature. You know, the term true nature. This is our true nature. So there's Chloe. And uh, she's in Melbourne. And then the other image that um, I wanted to share with you. Uh, you might not know this or uh, maybe you, if you did, uh, you've forgotten. But Christchurch, New Zealand... Uh, which is in the South Island of New Zealand in uh, 2010 experienced the first of a series of major earthquakes. Uh, September 2010 um, was a 7.4. That was... um, some distance away and pretty deep and very, very jolting. Amazingly, no one was hurt in that one. But in February 2011, after everybody thought that they dodged a bullet, there was another earthquake that was, I think, 6.3 or 6.4 that was right in Christchurch. And that was the kind that was also closer to the surface. And what happened was the earth went up and the buildings went up. And this is a very unusual kind of uh, pattern. The earth went down twice the speed of gravity. And so it then bounced back up and the buildings came down as the earth was going up again. 70% of the buildings in Christchurch are no longer uh, either not there or not inhabitable. 70%. Amazingly, just 185 people died. Um, Many that were in this one building uh, and a number that were in another building so the the loss of life could have been much, much worse, as it was. 185 people is a lot. But the impact on this city, you imagine 70% of 
the buildings in Berkeley were gone, uh, has been huge. This is in everybody's consciousness. Um, and now what people are dealing with as much as anything are the, um, you know, with insurance companies, and that's been a, a very difficult uh, process for many people. But I was visiting friends, and they're, they're on their, their block, and there's a, few, there's a number of people on their side of the street. Across the street from them, there's nobody. There's buildings that are uninhabitable now. So a lot of the buildings are uninhabitable. So you can imagine the the reality that all of these people um, have been going through. And as I was just speaking with with Sarah here, uh, the, the the word the line that kept on going through. And I I, sh- I was sharing this with uh, in our in what I had to share. It was very much in my consciousness. Uh, Joseph's. Uh, Joseph Goldstein's teaching that anything can happen at any time. Anything can happen at any time. We are, I live less than a, uh, um, a mile from the Hayward Fault, which is when you look at the globe and there's this, the fault line goes, or the, the big plates go from through New Zealand all the way through to um uh, to the uh, west coast of of North and South America. Um, so who knows? So I was there, kind of absorbing this, not just oh that's in that's them and not me. Um, but what was so striking? It's it's stayed with me. The people are so beautiful and so appreciative and so. Um, among hungry for the Dharma uh, and many dedicated practitioners there is the resilience and the love and it's funny how tragedies uh, bring out the best in people but this community has just come together in um Astounding ways, inspiring ways. I wanted to show you this uh, this big billboard that says, if you can't read it, if you're too far away, it's a big billboard that says, um, "Thanks for gi- for never giving up." Canterbury, that's the that's the whole um, uh, county, uh, has been through a lot. Let's remember, it's often the simple things that bring the most joy. Um, and they have this campaign where uh, you're you're giving people a, um, a different you give appreciation wherever you can show it, and they have these little stickers that uh, suggest uh, what you might do. You know, tell tell the people you love uh, how much you love them, uh, uh, and and with a lot of different. Uh, different suggested reminders. Uh, it was so moving. It was it was so important for me to witness both anything could happen at any time, and also the fact that um, there is a an indomitable human spirit uh, that brings people together, brings the best out of people, and um, 
uh, just inspires. So living here in Berkeley, anything can happen at any time. So um, you don't want to miss this life. You don't want to miss all the blessings in your life. Um, You probably don't want to spend time thinking about things that are not going to take you to uh, bring out the best in you, um, as human as that is. But when you see the bigger picture, um, this is such an amazing life, and to appreciate it and to not miss it and to wake up to it as as much as you can. Um, So that's kind of been in in my consciousness. Okay, so here we are, December 26th, in this Bardo state, where there's the past, as we come, you know, you see every day, the year in review, the pictures and the events that have happened and all of that. This is a time for where everybody remembers what happened. And here's this kind of uh, mysterious concept of time that says when the clock or the calendar turns, it's a new start. Isn't that amazing? Oh, fresh start. You know, it's like hitting the clear button on a calculator doesn't matter how complicated the e, the numbers get, even past the E, you hit that C button, whoosh, ah, fresh start. Ah, how wonderful. And we can do that in our minds and in our hearts. Fresh start, it's one of the, the main attitudes that I have around meditation. doesn't matter how long your mind has been gone or where it's gone to, what, heaven realm or hell realm, it's visited. Ah, here we are, present moment, fresh start. And here we are collectively in this possibility of a new beginning, in the collective conscious, a new beginning. And this particular week, uh, this, this Bardo week, is um, a time to really appreciate time, past and future. We know that in Dharma practice, the present is given the main billing. Present moment, wonderful moment. Good to be here. Yeah. But you don't want to live so much in the present that you don't honor the past and don't learn from the past or don't honor the future and um, reflect on where you're going. And I just first want to underscore this as part of your Dharma practice, for those, especially for those people who say, 
I'm trying to live here in the present moment and I can't stay here a lot. I'm, I sometimes go in the past and the future. This is a good thing if you do it skillfully. The Buddha, in fact, talked about wise reflection. He said, keep on reflecting on uh, what you're learning. And when you... Uh, when you have done something that's not been so skillful, you don't want to let go so much that you say, okay, that was then, I'll just be here now. He says, to get in touch with what you've learned so that if it's unskillful, you don't repeat the mistakes you're you're doomed to repeat. History is, history is doomed to repeat itself if we don't keep on learning, um, and to be inspired by, by what we have learned, and by what has touched us. It's part of us. Mm. In uh, in the uh, the progress of insight, if you are fortunate enough to have an awakening experience. Right there in the in the teachings, it is recommended you review what just happened. You know, there you are. Your your mind opens to a new reality, and then it said, "Okay, now just get in touch with what happened, so that you are um, you don't miss it, and that you can." Uh, access that that um, opening of the heart and the mind again and again. So it's a good thing to do to review the past. And I think uh, before we go on, uh, I'd like us to review the past for a few moments as we head into the new year. So I invite you to just... Um, Reflect for a moment on this year. You might reflect on what what significant experiences this year brought to you. They might have been wonderful, or they might have been hard, or they might have been a mixture. For me, I'll... I'll share, uh, before you reflect, uh, my mom passed away this year, as I've talked about here, at the age of 94. And so there was a kind of um, bittersweetness. She was ready to go, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what counts, about being there for the people we love, about the possibility of turning the mind towards um, the blessings in our life as she did. Uh, and that was a, a, a big one for me when I think. There were a number, but I'll just share. That was one that I, it's in me and, and I've learned in a deeper way about some things about life. So I just invite you, I'll be quiet for a moment. Look back on your year. What's happened to you this year? Any significant experiences or uh, events 
And as you reflect back, how did you grow through whatever you were dealt with? How did you use it or can you use it in your journey of awakening to deepen your understanding? How will it serve you in the future? The lessons you you learned reflecting back on the year. This is the year you've been given. Okay. So, um, I'm wondering whether people will just do it as a as a as a group. Um, we can take some comments. You don't necessarily have to get into all the details, uh, but we can just hear uh, maybe from whoever wants to share. What lessons did you learn this year? And just take a, a few moments collectively as a group. Oh, thanks, Andrew. I was going to have you share with a, a partner uh, so we can we can go either way there's there's a hand there's something about being witness that's really powerful too alright I'll go um, ok now I'm not sure if this is exactly a lesson so much as it's just like a, a call to attention yeah whereas uh, I first started meditating in April last year I was actually talking to Andrew earlier about it and that came from a great emotional bottom of a uh, very short relationship that ended. Mm-hmm. It just got me. Which brought me to here, which, you know, desperately seeking peace of mind. This mm-hmm. year, it seems like the theme is uh, hostility and, and, and like a desperate, desperately seeking control. I, I'll just share with you. I mean, I, I, I punched my best friend in the face this year. And uh, my dad and I were ready to pounce at a certain point of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's just been like a year of seething hostility. <laughs> and I'm sharing that at a Buddhist forum. <laughs> I, 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 you know, everybody here probably knows what seething hostility feels like. Okay, before, so. you, before you take it, wait, before, before you give it away, 
So first, I really appreciate your your uh, willingness to share, and what having gone through those two interactions uh, uh, among others, what are you learning about about that? Well, I really do think it boils to this. That what? I think it boils to this this uh, desperate like management, like micromanagement. You know, the control. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a power struggle. It doesn't exist. Uh huh. And and given that, given that understanding, where would you like to? Uh, what would you like to see it evolve into? Man, I really loved the sound of uh, the Tibetan your friend that wanted to teach the the demons to to, to assets sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I'd like to be able to see it coming. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is it's just so hot. If there, if it had a, if it had a temperature, it's just so hot that there's no way to cool it. There's no way. To, I've never been able to just like all of a sudden go, okay, now we're letting it go, and, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden instantly practice some kind of a something there. Uh, it usually just gets the best. Of me. And the funny thing is, is when I hit my friend Hosa. I uh, there was a part of me that was there to witness the entire thing and criticize, you know, like what, you know, like there was a voice, like what in God's name are you doing, you know, like you know better than this, like don't don't let this take you there. Ah, okay, so that's the place that's not completely immersed in the heat. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was an observer. Okay, that that's the place. To keep on cultivating, there's a place that can observe, and the more that is developed, that will hold the heat. But the first step, just as you're as you're saying uh, so humbly, is to see I have this capacity in me for both the heat and the observer, and. Uh, Perhaps when you see other people lose it, there's a there's a compassion for them as well. Okay, now you just brought up another theme of the year. I've strangely enough, when I've seen that in other, when I've seen people striving striving so hyper vigilantly too. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I have a friend, and you know, I have like this hobby of being cynical, and um, like she, like she can't take it. She's like, you know, I really need you to drop that for today. I'm like, okay, no problem, because I actually am underneath that, like, kind of shamefully optimistic. But but like, you but can I like, remove I like the shame. To be cynical. You can I really take away like the to shame. Be cynical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it just yeah. for the sake of being funny, I like to yeah. call it shamefully optimistic okay. because that's the that's the that's the hobbyist of cynicism yeah. in me. But. Um, she can't take it, and I know that she struggles with depression so much that yeah. she, on the surface she has to maintain this, 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 uh, this. Uh, what's the opposite? Pessimism. I already said it. Optimism. optimism. She has to maintain this hyper optimism. Yeah. Otherwise, it drags her down. And I just this year, maybe one of the themes is like I get to recognize that people's what they're doing on the outside reflects what they're struggling with so mm-hmm. deeply mm-hmm. on the inside. Beautiful. You know okay. what I mean. Yes. So that's been different this yeah. year. And there might be a, an equanimity that can that can hold both both sides. So just seeing that 
as, as Pema Chodron says, uh, take the light in the fact that you can see the dukkha. Take, uh, appreciate that you can see it because that's the first, the first step to, uh, to not being run by it. So um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. And, Welcome back to. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Um, to Real close. Yeah. This year's theme for me has been a lot of loss. Um, and for each loss, I can see something positive in it. But it's still like towards now it's towards the end of the year and I feel really empty and drained mm-hmm. and depressed. Mm-hmm. But um, I've had a different experience with my grandmother who passed away. I got to be there with her when while she was passing. Mm-hmm. And um, subsequently, I've developed a different style of relationship with my grandfather who mm-hmm. has lost his best friend and lover mm-hmm. um so and now he's very different and he's a lot more open than he had been before mm-hmm. um i got my wallet stolen and literally lost my financial identity mm-hmm. which brought up a whole lot of identity issues just mm-hmm. in general like who am i mm-hmm. like Someone stole my identity, but what does that even mean? Mm. And um, I, I sold my, my home that I lived in, that I loved, and the positive in that was um, <clears throat> it was really sad for me and really difficult to do, but it was um, not on the bank's terms or anything. It was, you know made a profit and all that, but Mm -hmm. I lost my home and my environment, and the whole time I was just like, maybe I'm just too attached to this thing, Mm -hmm. but it's still really hard for me to to deal with not feeling a sense of place. So in the past year, my family's gotten smaller, my sense of place and identity have changed, Mm -hmm. and I'm still the same person, but... um, but it's like I'm ready for things to start mm. completing me instead of emptying me out. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we learn through our loss. Loss is a part of life. So I, I hope you process your grieving fully and, uh, and honor it and know you're still here. It's not the end of the show that this is part of your curriculum that we all learn in our own way. So, well, thank you for both of you speaking for, for all of us. Uh, whatever we go through, suffering is what connects us with each other. Suffering is universal. And there's also uh, probably a few things that have happened to some people here that uh, are on the other side of the, the spectrum too. So, opening up to to both the the sorrow and the joy hope you're just hope you're learning so now to um, just reflect for a few moments about where we're heading so just uh, close your eyes in uh, in the in the teachings uh, the concept of clear comprehension of purpose is spoken of when we 
are clear about our vision, when we're clear about where we're heading and what truly inspires us and can bring out the best in us, the clearer we are about our heart's inspiring vision, the more we can bring that about with our intention, uh, that is what is the source of all of our unfolding karma. Not that things happen just the way we like or on our timetable, but when everything is held in that inspiring vision, it makes a difference. So I invite you to get in touch with that inside. And you might just reflect this coming year. What, how would you like to grow and develop? What's your sense of purpose? What can Give your life meaning, regardless of the circumstances. And uh, what would support me in that? What do I want to create in my life? Okay, so now what I would invite you to do is to, um, if you feel like it, take a paper piece of paper. We'll pass these around. I have writing um, utensils or implements, I should say. And uh, uh, here's some pens. Well, here's some pens as well. Pens or pencils here. Um, and I'd like you to fold the paper in half. Here's some, yeah, if you prefer a pen. Hopefully they, they work. Um, And fold the paper in half. Don't start writing anything just yet. And on uh, one side, on the left side, uh, you might write what your vision is and what would support you in that vision. Actually, if you want to if people want to lean on a book and uh, write, you can you can do that too. So on the left side, what's your vision, and what would support you in that? What would you want to um, develop or create this year? And on the right side, what can I let go of that will support me in this vision? On the, le- on the right side, what can I let go of that would support me 
that would support this vision. So, left side, what is my vision and what would support me? And on the right, what can I let go of that would support me in this? I'll do it too. So on the left side, what is your vision and one something that could support you towards that? And on the right, what could you let go of to support that vision? Okay, and when when you're finished, um, the paper is folded in two. Uh, like you do, um, tear at the uh, at the fold, and in uh, in a few moments we can uh, do a little ritual where you can come up uh, one at a time and put your uh, what you want to let go of. You'll let go of and put in this basket. And I will, as I do uh, each year, have a nice fire uh, in my house rather than here and uh, uh, send all of those, um, those things on their way, a mutual letting go. And we can uh, do this. Uh, in fact, we, why don't we um, dim the lights? Okay. And we can do this to um, Jennifer Berezin's, uh Song for All Beings, with his, which is the, the meta chant. What she's chanting in the background, uh, well, you'll, we'll play the, the, the first verses and then you'll hear uh, where she sings, uh, May all beings be happy. May all, may all beings be safe. May all beings everywhere be free. You're welcome to join along with that or just have her uh, chant to us. Well, first she sings a couple of verses and then we can... Let's 
be happy. May all be safe. May all be free. May I keep learning through my joys, through my sorrows, through my life on this journey and share my love well. See my true nature and come to the highest happiness. And may all beings benefit from our sharing tonight. May all beings be happy, safe, and free. Thank you very much. Happy Bardo and holidays and Happy New Year. Hope it's the start of a really good one for you. And see you next week.